I suddenly had this epiphany where it's like if you watch Anchorman and it's like when six o'clock comes around, it's go time. <laughs> we need like an opening credit, kind of like uh, what they did for Anchorman. You don't like three, two, one. I mean, three, two, one is nice, but I'm just saying, like, it's no Channel Four Action News with Ron Burgundy. I'd argue it's better. Ooh, big man talking. I like that. Smart man talking. <laughs> Never bash your own brand. Three, two, one, action. What's up, Dennis? Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? It is Two Beers Deep. This is, if you are unaware, the Facebook Live talk show edition. We have started to do the um, Just Audio edition. Hey, everybody that joined in. Just Audio edition is on Monday's releases, Monday night. You can check that out on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Anchor FM, Podcasket. That sounds like not a real one. I mean, if it is, if it isn't, we definitely need to start it now. That's that's <laughs> no, genius. No. Come on. But we are uh, obviously doing this talk show. It has become a little bigger than we anticipated in a sense of interaction. So what we did was we are doing the podcast portion where we can just talk about sports and general conversation on Mondays. That releases Tuesdays, and then this audio will also release or uh, also be released with the podcast. Just obviously with a video as well. You can never have too much content. Always remember that. I, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I, mm. I guess. Um, that, so, I mean, I don't know. We didn't even talk about anything before here, Greg. No, uh, we were we were so busy playing a Madden game that we just completely didn't have a production meeting, even though we were actually early. For once, talk about that thing. Talk, okay, so let's start off. Let's start off very generically. Um, I, I'm, we're gonna start off with stickball with Greg, because why not? Yeah. But I'm not leaving again because it is the World Series, and mm. I said I would try my best. Um, yeah, I need to. Like, I, I have to redeem myself because well, we're not I, getting into it yet, but we are going to start with it, so we're going to do a little. But so, if you're talking about redeem yourself in a sense, please do it. But if it's giving to the segment, you can save it if you'd like. No, no, I'm redeeming myself just because of the fact that on the Monday edition of the podcast, I can't believe that I just completely blanked on even talking about it, especially when it was. Yeah, we forgot about stickball we, with Greg. We completely that was weird. forgot about it. Yeah, and it's a whole segment dedicated with your name in it. I know. Tuesday was game one of the World Series and we completely forgot to talk about it on Monday. So shame on myself for doing that. Not even Shame sh- on you. Shame on me. Yeah. Shame on you. Shame on me. Um So we will get into that, but uh how's your how's your day, Greg? Uh day's going pretty well. I have a beer, I have you, and I have a microphone in front of me. So. Yeah, right in front of you every single time. That's the funniest thing. I know, right? Uh, so let me pull up the comments real quick because Denny is commenting already because he does that, and that's his favorite thing to do. Apparently. Um, Thanks, Denny. <laughs> no, Denny is a, a long-time listener. You Hope D isn't as bad as Madden as he is at Fortnite. Well, Dennis, joke's oh. on you. I'm terrific at everything. So <sighs> Sucks to suck. No, I'm actually okay at Madden. I don't know. I mean, I figure I'm good at Madden. Better than me. I finally won, and it was just because we made the quarters two minutes. It was two-minute quarters, (laughs) which was kind of – it was so hectic the first quarter, and then the second quarter was just a two-minute drill, which obviously they're all two-minute drills, but definitely had a different vibe to it. You were very hell-bent on playing a full game, too. I I, I find that funny just because of the fact – just because we kept – Well, we always – we're like, all right, well, we have an hour to the show. Let's – 
play Madden and then we never play and then it's a half hour to the show and we start a game and then we played a halftime and it's depressing. Well, that's usually because you blow me out before halftime, but not today. Because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's do get into it. Um, so, you know, what? Boston's up two games Boston's to, up two to games. none mm-hmm. against the Dodgers. Yep. Um, Clayton Kershaw pitched the first night and apparently – He's butt in the postseason, but he's not been as butt as lately. Not, in not case you're not bad. familiar with the show, I don't know anything about baseball. So the 90 seconds that Greg gets to talk about baseball traditionally, I leave. What we're doing with the World Series is I, I'm just going to start guessing things, and we'll go from there. That's fair. Uh, yeah, Kershaw did not have a good start, although he pitched better than Chris Sale did, who pitched game one for the Red Sox. Chris Sale cut his jersey yes, and he had did. to get traded from the White Sox. Yep. That was, that was totally Keaton the reason, Keaton says too. Dodgers suck. Well, I mean, that's mm-hmm. an opinion, Keaton. And you made my phone fall over because my phone <laughs> said, what? Yeah. Um, I don't think they suck. Do they suck? No, they don't Keaton, suck. do they suck? I think the thing with the Dodgers is that there's no real name recognizable thing in their lineup. Maybe Yasiel Puig. Yeah, that's, that's, that's stretching it right there. That's a name. That is. They have Manny Machado, who they— Manny Machado! He's an Oriole before. He was an Oriole, that's true. They finally got him out of that hellhole in Baltimore, but— um. No, it, it's it was weird. Kershaw didn't pitch that well, but it, he pitched better than Chris Sale, and the bullpen just couldn't keep it together, and the Red Sox were able to take the first two games. So obviously not the most important name when it comes to baseball, but I was listening to a radio show today that had Stan Van Gundy on, and they were hmm. basically at, talking about – it was the Dan Levitard show, so you okay. know it gets a little AWOL there. Yes, they They were do. talking about why um, – Clayton Kershaw was so good in the regular season and so bad in the postseason. And and Stan Van Gundy basically said, I would like to see the stats of Kershaw in the regular season versus the top echelon of teams. Okay. Because when you get to the postseason, especially in baseball, it's a very minuscule number of teams to get it. Like, almost no teams make it to the playoffs. More teams miss the playoffs than make the playoffs. I mean, that's a fair assumption, too, because the NL West always kind of struggled every now and then. He always had to have those bottom feeder games against the Padres and the Rockies and the D-backs when they were bad. The Giants were good maybe, like, earlier in his career. But, yeah, it would Keith, make sense because he, if he stacked up against so many weaker teams, it's yeah. no wonder he was probably having a better regular season than postseason. Keaton says they can't win a World Series and they spend a lot of money and can't get a ring. You know what? They do need that guy that went from Boston to Chicago. They need the streak breaker. Okay, I want to point this What's out real name? quick. The Dodgers do not spend as much money as a lot of people think they do. Most of that Dodgers lineup is literally consisted of guys that they drafted and developed and are also kind of cheaper as well. They have a very no-name lineup aside from Machado and Puig. So it's, this whole idea that they spend a lot of money is completely ridiculous. A lot, of the, a lot of the top teams in baseball now are trying to limit the amount of money they spend just because they don't want to pay the luxury tax. It's very NBA-ish of them. But yeah. It's kind well, of, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Which, first off, I, I need to get into that. I hate that whole luxury tax crap. Why? I, I think it's ridiculous that you're not necessarily limiting someone to how much they can spend. You're just saying, oh, you can spend as much as you want, but you just have to be taxed on it, and then we'll disperse it to everyone else in the league. I don't mind that. because that I don't mind it for the NBA because nobody in their right mind is becoming a free agent and saying, I'm going to Milwaukee. No, you're going to a place that is beautiful, sunny traditionally, or has a huge media following that you can be awesome at. No one's mm-hmm. like the, the the thought that a free agent is going to say, "Wow, Giannis is enough for me to move to Milwaukee," is BS. No, I, I know that almost every like Jimmy Butler never going to Milwaukee. He went to Minnesota. Different yeah. situation. My point though, these free agents want to go to a place that is sunny, and it gives the the teams like. 
you know, in the Wisconsin, re- like that whole region of just not pretty area, uh, uh, some kind of a, an advantage where a disadvantage is found. Like it, it, it literally says, hey, you know what? The top teams, the big spending teams, the LAs, the Miamis, the New Yorks, they are getting crutched in a certain way, and I think mm-hmm. that's helping smaller market teams. No, that's that's fair, and that's my art. I mean, you could and you could also say everyone spends the same amount, but I think there's something to be said about owners that have the ability and willingness to pay over it. You know what I mean? I think it, that's okay. part of the game. That, that's fair. So, looking at it from this perspective, has the whole and the, and I just want to back this up too. The issue yeah, I have yeah, with yeah. the NBA okay. is that they essentially combine the salary cap and the tax. So it's kind of like it's a mishmash of baseball and hockey where hockey has the hard cap. So you cannot go over that that salary cap yeah. whatsoever. You're not allowed to pay tax on it. That's your limit. Baseball, there is no salary cap, but you have the tax threshold. So whatever your payroll is, if it is over some certain limit, you can still go over it, but you pay a tax on it. So NBA, it's like they don't really have a set idea of how their salary structure should be. It's kind of like, you know, we want to take these two ideas, but we don't want to limit everyone, but we don't want to give free-flowing cash incentive to anyone. Keaton Keaton does write in as a point. The Dodger salary is one hundred ninety nine million five hundred eighty two thousand forty five dollars. How much of that is Kershaw? It's a good point. How, how much of that is Yasiel Puig? How much of that is still paying on? I Matt would be Kemp's interested. They said thing. it's the third highest in the MLB. But yeah, that is okay. So spanning across that number, spanning across their three or four arguable big name players, and I want to know. So another question I have, because obviously they brought in Manny Machado. I wonder, um, and Chuck actually wrote in, which I, I really want to read what Chuck says because I like his opinion. Hmm. In the NBA, you also have players who will take less money to be around great players who win a championship. Yes, That's true. that is a huge point as well. Mm-hmm. You have these players that are um, LeBron suckers that basically say, you know, I'll go to the Lakers and ruin Derek's hopes and dreams or, and be Rajon Rondo. Or warrior, warrior suckers now when you have... Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, yeah warrior suckers. Excuse boogie. me. That's hey. that's the biggest one. Boogie's a little POS. He's taking less money than Swaggy Pete did. Uh, no, but back to what Keaton put um, and, and Chuck. Keaton said $35 million is Clayton Kershaw. That's a sixth of your payroll. Quick math, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Durant could max out with any team, but he wants to win a chip with the Warriors. I agree there. Um I mean, you can make that argument about a lot of NBA players. Devin Booker can max almost on every team, and he is going to max with the Suns, so he stays there because they draft him, blah, blah, blah. Devin Booker could also leave and go to the Celtics or something. You know what I mean? Like right, he's, yeah. he's a good example of a guy that is going to get his money that could leave and go mm-hmm. for a championship. Um, who do you think the best player – Like, and I, I'm asking – it's kind of a trick question. Okay. Who's the best player in the NBA under like 25 or under? 25 or under? Uh, how old is AD? Anthony Good Davis. answer because I, dude, I, they were doing it on ESPN and they had Tatum in there. They had the Greek freak and they had number one. And I was like, is number one like Kyrie? Like who? Mm-hmm. It was AD. AD's only 25 years old. Yeah. I was going to say. That's stupid. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, he, he was a one and done. And if I remember correctly, it was, it was pretty recent. Stupid. Yeah. It was pretty recent when they won the national title. It might've been 2013, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Cause he was, he was the draft class after that horrible one in 2012 with uh, Anthony Bennett and Otto Porter. And then Oladipo, even though Oladipo. I honestly think he's the best basketball player on the planet and i've been i've been adamant on the ad train he's, i, I he's think preaching it i dude i love anthony davis mm-hmm. and i think that he'll win mvp this year because they love to uh they love to distribute the trophy after someone like they did this with jordan back in the days they basically were like hey michael you won it a lot so we're gonna start getting to other people and you know what lebron could make the argument every single year as mvp especially if he gets this lakers team into a four or five seed mm-hmm. i think he'll be mvp candidate but I, I think they like to give it to some other players 
No, that's fair. I think it helps kind of um, it helps build that legacy because it's not past that point now when when Jordan got drafted and a lot of those guys never won rings. So yeah. I mean, you can look at Barkley, um, Bum. Reggie Miller, Bum. No, I actually like Reggie Miller. Yeah, come on, Barkley. <laughs> Um, all right, so what else on baseball, Greg? What else do we need to know about baseball here? Because you're looking at it. When is game three? Tomorrow night? Uh, game three should be tomorrow night, yes. Tomorrow night, okay. Yes. So it's in L.A.? Yep. Uh, do you know who's pitching? I don't. Not not off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure Keaton will probably look it up just because he's being a little dick about it. But Wow. Hey, Mom. Thanks for joining the live video. Greg is swearing on Facebook again, so everybody watch out. Sorry, Mama Witten. Uh, Keaton, if you could look up the pitchers for tomorrow night, that'd be much appreciated, my man. I'd also like if Keaton, uh, oh, Chuck did Walker and Bueller. Oh, first. okay, Walker Bueller. He was a rookie from this year. He actually started Game Seven against the uh, against the Brewers and pitched pretty well. I think he got into the fifth inning, I believe. So. Well, that's why I'm glad you're here, Chuck, because Greg gets to talk baseball with somebody. Thanks. Because I don't know anything about stickball. That's okay. I like. Um, is Mike Trout hurt? Like I know he's not playing right now. <laughs> But he's hurt. he was hurt, right? He was he was hurt a little bit this year, yeah. So I feel bad for Mike Trout. Mike Trout might be the greatest player that will never win a ring. And I'm not just talking about baseball. I'm talking about in probably all. He's sports. the best baseball player I've ever seen, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to clarify. That. <laughs> I like how I'm the one that has to tell you he's the best you've ever seen. Well, I mean, like <laughs> I look at the names, and like probably the, I think the best I've ever seen in person is uh, Albert Pujols. Okay, and I, I saw him at PNC Park. I mean, obviously you right, can make an was... argument for Kutch. You can make an argument for, um, I mean, if you look at pitchers, the Chicago Cubs when they won, I went to a game that year. Um, they had a nice ballpen, uh, and Rick Porcello. Porcello, yeah, he was a damn. Are you there's a, it's cello? <laughs> it's cello, yeah. I thought I had that. It's one. okay. He is cello. A former Cy Young winner damn. two years ago, kind of evened out this year, but he's a solid guy for that rotation. So that it's not an exciting. It's not a sexy pitching matchup, but I mean, it'll be interesting. Is Mookie Betts did okay? Here's the question: So, how long has Mookie Betts been in the league? Uh, three years, probably. Was yeah. he supposed to be this good? You know what I, I mean? Like, I and, and Chuck and Keaton, please weigh in on this question because I genuinely, as a guy that watches baseball almost never and goes to games, and I watch World Series when it's on, and I watch certain pitchers and players, I. Learned about Mookie Betts this year mm-hmm. at the Chris Paul uh, bowling invitational for celebrities. Oh, he was like, in that? No joke. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He, he's a very good bowler. And I was like, oh, Mookie Betts, that dude has a sick name. The next week, they were talking about how good he's going to be this upcoming year, and he's great. But yeah. was like, I like to think baseball players, do they are they supposed to be as good as they're going to be? So Mookie Betts, what was interesting about him is that he was brought up, he was part of that Killer B thing that they had in Boston. It was him. Jackie Bradley Jr. and um, Xander Bogarts. They were guys that they drafted. I hate the name Xander. Really? Yeah, the, I hate it. It it's, sucks. It's, X it's like or, trying X. to be foreign, but you're really not that foreign. Wait, wait. Is it the X or the Z? It's the Ander. It's the Ander that gets you? Yeah. If your name's <laughs> Anderson, that's different, but the Ander. <laughs> Anderson Villanueva, man. I was thinking Anderson Cooper, but that's a decent one. Anderson Vergel. Anderson Silva. Anderson... Pico de Gallo. Anderson All right, keep Cooper. talking. Keep doing your... <laughs> okay. I said Anderson Cooper. Uh, Mookie Betts, ha- he was definitely expected to be a pretty good player. I didn't think he would be an MVP candidate. I really didn't. Uh, with the Red Sox, they're very notorious for... They're good at drafting and developing, but yeah. usually they're also the team that would use that talent to get higher premium pieces. And to their credit, they decided to keep Betts there because they saw someone as they could build around. He's young. He's still on a controllable contract, and he's... I would argue he's easily the front runner to win MVP this year for the American League. So yeah, I 
I didn't expect him to be this good, but shout out to him. He's I don't good. even know who the other candidate would be. I mean, I, I'm going to go with Mookie Betts, too. Cause I can, have for American League. I don't think I can name another Boston Red Sox I, besides him and Chris Sale. I mean, maybe Aaron Judge, just because he, he had a pretty good year. That, that, that Yankee lineup is just nasty. Chuck says you have to look at that lineup as well. Not a lot of guys to pitch around. Um, for the Red Sox or the Dodgers? For the Red Sox, uh, yeah, you can't really pitch around that because you got. Well, they have the best. Okay, radio told me this one. They have the best. Um, Chuck says he's getting a lot of good pitches to hit. That's, That's fair. Yeah, Mookie. But they were saying that Boston has arguably one of the best hitting teams we've seen oh. in a long time. Oh yeah. So they have um, JD Martinez, who is a free agent pickup. Um, is he from Detroit? Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they also have. Um, they had Brock Holt, who was drafted by the Pirates, that we traded in the Joel Hanrahan deal, which I was still kind of, Hammerhand. Hammerhand, Hammerhand. which I was still kind of mad about, but whatever. Um, so yeah, no, they have a very solid lineup. They don't have a sexy lineup like the Yankees did. The Yankees, what was so great about their lineup is that they just hit for so much power. With the Red yeah. Sox, they are consistent gap hitters, and they're able to use that to their advantage. So Keaton says Mookie Betts will play second tomorrow. I hope that. Okay, here's a question. Yeah, because they have the the uh, NL advantage where the pitcher has to hit now. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Real oh quick. no, I don't understand. <laughs> That's like saying that the quarterback has to kick the ball. Like, okay, yeah, it's not. But like, okay, you're one sport. Why? Why? Because it, it's tradition. You knew what um, I was going to say. Shout out to Mars it. Jackson. Thanks for joining in, my man, Mikey Cochran. But here's what here here's the <laughs> issue I have. It's one sport where the manager has to wear the same uniform despite being 65 and overweight, and you're telling these guys that they have to hit the ball, which is fine. But then the other thing is like, no, you don't have to hit the ball. I don't understand. You hit, you don't understand. First off. I'll correct you in a sec, but first off, I just say, Mars, when you sent that tweet out about Awake today, that scared the crap out of me because that movie terrifies me. Okay? Get rid of the DH. Thank you, Keaton. All right. Hi, Mars. Hello, well, my friend. All right. But, yes, it is tradition. It's just how it was set up because originally the National League and American League weren't under one governing body. They were their legit own separate leagues. So when they decided to put them together, they kept their rules in place. American League was the DH and the NL was the, nat- was the What's pitcher. stupid? I, it's... Thank you, Morris. But yeah, it's like it, it's strategy. It's what it is. No, it's stupid. No, it's uh, it's not stupid. It's something you got a game plan around, man. It's a it's an obstacle you have to overcome to win the game. Unless you're the team. Okay, so here's my point. If I'm the team that my pitcher always has to hit, mm-hmm. you are always in an advantage. Yeah. Because then you go to the DH team and you're just like, all right, well, pitcher, take the night off. But then you come home and your pitcher's automatically better at hitting than the other pitcher. Mm-hmm. It is that there is no way in my mind that that is a, a disadvantage for the team that has a DH all year round. I'm so sorry. I have no idea which division is which. No, it's okay. No idea. I hate the DH for the record. Hate it. My issue with the DH is literally because you have a guy that will never. The only DH we like here is Dobbs to Hodges. You just had to plug that, didn't you? You're up. Keep talking. Thank you. Yeah, you're getting a long stickball segment, so you might as well I use am. every I, second, because I, I might cut it at any point. All right, I am. I appreciate it. No. Mars, we got wrestling coming up later, buddy, so stay tuned. But Thanks. So the only thing that I hate about the DH is literally the fact that you pay a guy specifically to be a hitter. You have no de- You have no defensive presence whatsoever. You have nothing to add in the field of play. So you're, it, it, you're literally just sitting on the bench, chewing on seeds, chewing on gum, 
Maybe putting dip in your mouth. I don't know for sure, but it's bullcrap. Complete and utter All bull crap. DH hitters are addicted to dip. Yep. Heard it here first, apparently, mm-hmm. from Flannel Greg. Oh, I've seen David Ortiz put, put some dip in his lip, man. Big poppy. Big. Hollywood, what to do, brother? By the um, way, I got to say, David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez are like the two like analyst guys on the pregame show. Hilarious. Together. Dude, how has A-Rod, and this is not even like anything, to, nobody can disagree with this. A-Rod went from this like, okay, you're in Texas, and everyone, I think, liked him. You go to the Yankees, everyone hates you. You retire as a steroid scum type of guy. Mm-hmm. Date J-Lo, and now you're cool again. He got this job because he's dating J-Lo is my but understanding he, of life right now. But he's good at it, though. I don't care. He he literally was ashamed. He was literally pushed away from baseball. Mm-hmm. Cochran says, chewing scenes is a great make pastime, just like Cherry Pie is in his Cochran. Huh. But my point about A-Rod is that you come up to this place where, like, he was literally the the, the shame of baseball. Like mm-hmm. you steroid goes down to the third division or uh, single A, triple A, double A. What it was? He uh, it was it was double A, I believe. Yeah. Granted, that was off injury and whatnot, but he was like literally booed mm-hmm. and was sent away from baseball in shame. Dates J Lo, top of the world. I, I think bef- between J Lo getting banned from baseball, he kind of did some stuff to rebuild his image a little bit. It, but it's literally all revolves around J Lo. I, I get that he did here and little things and this and right. that, but he, like everything he did is just because he's dating J Lo. I am ultimately confident in saying that. But he, but the point is though, is that if he wasn't dating, if he was dating J Lo and he turned out to be terrible at it, like Jason Witten, for the record, I'm just gonna we'd say that we still love him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if he was terrible at it, he would have been taken off eventually. Ooh, also, I'm adding something to the NFL talk because you said Jason Witten, but it's not about Jason Witten. Really? It's about Booger. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, I hate that chair, too. All right, too. so let's get off of baseball for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do want to jump over. Let's talk NBA. So, uh, Lakers are uh, 0-3. I'm okay with it, actually. They uh, He's a good analyst. He is a good analyst, Keen. You're right. But it all started because he's banging one of the absolute most perfect humans ever put on the planet. Did you ever, did you ever see, like, the, I think it was one of the American Music Awards or something where Jayla was performing, Six and A-Rod's just, like, staring at her, like, with his yeah. gaze while he's taking a selfie? It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, Sixers suck. I <laughs> Please? Okay, did anyone see? I think it was Bleacher Report reposted it. They did a uh, uh, 2K19 where Markel Fultz hit his uh, hit a shot, just hit a three-pointer, and there was confetti, and everyone was going crazy, and they're like, he hit the shot, the most unbelievable shot. And it's all because he had, this is this season, he hit his first NBA three, Markel Fultz. Well, yeah, because for some reason, you know how in baseball pitchers get the yips? So, like, they, they just all of a sudden ha- are not able to throw a baseball yeah, anymore. but that's, normally they're good before the yips. Right. That's literally what happened to Markel Fultz. He was good in college. All of a sudden, he got the yips and not able to shoot I, a basketball. So, okay, my argument with him, yeah, he averaged, I think it was 30 points in college. Mm-hmm. Was he good in college? The competition against Washington is not that. You know what I mean? Like, it's we, the same argument I had with Ben Simmons, where obviously there's some money tied into it and whatnot. But Ben Simmons went to LSU. The last time LSU was good was Shaq. True, he did have to play Kentucky twice, but I mean that's that's slim pickings in the SEC. But we even discussed this on the audio one where we were talking about the Pac-12 about how yep. it's always just it's a weird conference where you think that they're good, but yet when you get into the thick of things, they're actually not. Yep. Because UCLA is always that team that people expect great things from, and they always just underachieve. So it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I can see your point where Fultz probably didn't really play well with against higher level competition because he didn't get the Lakers, opportunity who the lakers beat keaton i thought they were 0-3 did they play last night apologies if i if i missed that i 
Nah, I'm not making even make excuses. <laughs> Two jobs, sorry guys. Um, but anyway, so the Lakers. The reason I'm not upset with the recent struggles. Um, there's a lot of variables, but they have played some good teams starting off. Second thing is they're obviously missing two players because they're both idiots. And we talked about the fight last week. Um, oh, the Hilarious. Suns. That's right. Thank you, Keaton. They beat the Suns. Um, shout, my, my, sh- shout out to Yahoo for doing the great thing about the spit gate with um, yeah, the Seinfeld. <laughs> um, no, but the whole spit gate thing, like really four games in an NBA season that people argue is too long already. I don't care about that. Um, but LeBron, you know what I, I like that he's done there is he's actually hyping up these younger players. He's, 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 he's doing exactly what we said was going to be the thing he had to do in L.A. It's and the I'm thing he should have done in Cleveland when they should have kept Andrew Wiggins. Well, no. I actually I actually disagree with you there. Really? Because the reason Andrew Wiggins uh, – was traded for Kevin Love is because the Cavaliers realized they were the only team in Cleveland, and this was before the Indians were this good, they were the only team in Cleveland that had a legitimate shot at a championship in the next couple years, and this was going to be Cleveland's first championship, which basically means another 10 years, no matter what, of ticket sales. Um, They traded Wiggins for Love to capitalize on LeBron. It was literally, are you going to capitalize on LeBron coming back and get a ring? Or are you going to plan for a future without LeBron because he might leave again? So you can't plan for the leave of LeBron the first year he's there. You just have to go all in. So you're saying this was more about the organization saying we need to take our shot now than it was LeBron saying I want Kevin Love? Absolutely. Okay. Now, yeah, and I, I even said it then. And I obviously, as you guys, if you know anything about me, I'm an avid LeBron on the court. Um, oh, my God, please stop texting me, people. My phone keeps falling over. I'm hmm. trying to read comments. I'm an avid on-the-court LeBron disliker. He I is. have turned down solely from a hater uh, because he joined the Lakers, and I'm trying to give him a chance off the court. One of the greatest humans ever made. One of the greatest people ever alive. He will be on the Mount Rushmore of humans at the end of it all. Basketball player, big, whiny, cryny baby doe. Hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, though, for me, that Cleveland move to get rid of Wiggins for love was them saying we are capitalizing as an organization, as a city, right now. Um, just breaking news, the Rockets now offer the Timberwolves for four picks for Jimmy Butler. What would Jimmy Butler look like on the Houston Rockets? That That is, okay, I'm going to make a parallel example here. The Rockets right now are doing what the Rams tried to do with Khalil Mack. I am not comparing Jimmy Butler to Khalil Mack. I am comparing the ability to say, we want that guy for one year to win a championship this year, and then next year we'll figure it out next year. Mm-hmm. They are ready to go all in on a chip this year. They think they're the best team in the NBA. It's hard to argue against that, except for the simple fact that Boogie Cousins is a POS and took less money to go to Golden State. Greg, thoughts? How does he fit in that Rockets rotation, though? That's, that's kind he of... Yeah, I was going to say, this just almost doesn't make sense, because he's kind of not really what the Rockets system kind of fits. I mean, I think pairing him with Clint Capella would be a nice little pairing from a defensive perspective, yes. but... But Jimmy Butler is an elite defender. He's he he's is. an elite defender. We've talked about this, but trying to bring the comments back up. But sorry, no, like I, I'm trying to think about this, like from an like they're the Houston Rockets are a very, I don't want to say run and go. Well, the Houston Rockets are, are the epitome of uh, analytics when it comes down yes. to it. That's why Carmelo Anthony in his second game there shot up a two point, turned around to the bench and apologized because that team is either you're under the basket and you are scoring right now, or mm-hmm. you're shooting a three. 
Um, I actually just texted Eric to join in. Eric was the one that texted me about the update with the different picks. Eric, we're talking about it right now, buddy. Let's talk a little bit about, though, what that does for Minnesota. So you're basically trading, <laughs> he said, four. Eric, remind me, was it four first-round picks, or am I crazy right now? Yeah, if it's four first-round picks, that's... <laughs> um, but no, I... like what that means, honestly, the way he fits into that system is a defensive guy that is a wing player. You're still like the, the the thing that I don't get for the Rockets, and this isn't like a bad I don't get. I just don't get it because I'm I'm a guy. I'm a human. Mm. Um, you have James Harden MVP. You have Chris Paul, one of the greatest. Yeah, four first round picks for Jimmy Butler. Wow, holy um, crap! Yeah, if I'm Minnesota, I'm taking that. <laughs> the only thing that yeah, I'm the, taking that. The only thing that I could see being like a too many ball dominant players. The only says. thing that I could see being a detriment to that is that if you think about it, it's kind of like the whole reason that Chicago took the or that Oakland took Chicago's offer was because they thought Chicago would be a worse team. Yeah. So I mean that could maybe be Minnesota's logic with that, but I feel like four first round picks, even if they're in the twenties, you still take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, it's just one of those things where you look at it and you're. And Ben, thank you for joining in. Ben hasn't missed a show yet. Um, you, it's crazy. The Rockets right now are literally running. At, it's one of it, it's kind of funny to me though because the Rockets are basically betting all their chips and their analytic money and their coaching and their players to beat Golden State. They are they are they are preparing everything to beat Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. I get that there's other teams, and I get this and that. I really don't think either of those two teams care about another. That is the NBA Finals again this year. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good the Celtics are. I don't care how good the Cavs are if Tristan Thompson's out there. The 76ers, I don't care how good they will be. Ben brings in. I'm a Jimmy fan, and almost people know that, but that's way too much for Jimmy, honestly. It is absolutely too much, Ben. But what we are saying now is it's basically the same thing the Rams tried to do for Khalil Mack. Right yeah. They tried to sell everything now to get one player to basically say, we are winning the championship this year. I don't care about next year. I don't care about the next year. I don't care about the next year because the Rockets have basically been in limbo forever. They have. The Rockets have been this close forever, it feels mm-hmm. like, since they got hardened from Golden State. From Actually, I'll take that back because Dwight Howard is a stupid little baby. <laughs> since they got rid of Dwight Howard, they have been next in line to win a championship and haven't done it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in high school, the Rockets had a had a nice little core that they were running with, too, that they just made a big trade for. I can't remember who they had, but everyone was talking about how they were super close. If anybody to, wants to help us up, that would be the Rockets lineup in 2010, if anyone yes, wants to look that 2010. up 2010. 2010 Houston Rocket lineup. 2009 or 2010, something like that, whatever. High school is a blur. What can I say? What other uh, NBA topics you want to talk about, Greg? I mean, Jason Tatum looks like the freak we all know he to be. Um, Joel Embiid flopping was kind of disappointing. Did you see that? I, I missed that. Like what? So actually, it was against the Pistons, where Blake Griffin actually put up fifty points. To I lead did them to see win. that, which really surprised me that yep. he was able to do that. But Part continue. of my takes: uh, runner-up for Blake of the Year behind Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny they do boat Blake of uh, all time, but um, they basically so you know Draymond landed, Draymond turned, okay. missed Embiid, Embiid flopped. Got Draymond, uh, or, or Drummond. I'm so sorry, Andre Drummond. Ooh, got yeah. Andre Drummond kicked out of the game. Yeah, let's get uh, that right. That's Ben a big says right there. Uh, Scola, Battier, and Ming in their prime with their leader T Mac. That was the team in the Rockets. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, Scola. Mm-hmm. Here's what a, a qu- here's a question. Thank another you, another player that kind of has been underachieving since he got brought in. Andre Drummond. Okay, I have a lot of opinions about Drummond because I put him out there when he was. 
playing with the Pistons as one of the top five centers in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the category of Embiid flopped and Drummond got tossed. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's insane, Chuck. Actually, if you rewatch it, um, I like Philly because I like you, Chuck. I hate the Flyers. Sorry, I hate you know Philly fans. Except you, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, a lot of them that I know uh, just you know are people. Yeah, but. I like the Sixers because we don't have a team here, so it makes it pretty much easier to like the basketball team there. Plus, they suffered for so long until they finally put a respectable team together. But. Shout out to the process, by the way. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Embiid flopping is bad for the NBA, and they're watching him now. I like Drummond. I like Hassan Whiteside. I like Rudy Gobert. I like centers. Centers are fun. Mm -hmm. Centers are awesome. Centers are dinosaurs. Somebody like Rudy Gobert, who's arguably one of the best defenders in the NBA, isn't seen as that way. That Despite le- the fact that people know he's a good defender. The length on way. him is just insane. It's insane. It is. I mean, we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chuck, for noticing that Philly sucks. Uh, we mm. appreciate you being in Pittsburgh, um, and, and you're a good guy. I'm At sure. least you're willing to acknowledge it. I mean, that's a good thing. Touche, touche. Mm-hmm. What other NBA topics would you guys like us to talk about? Mm. Uh, while those comments do come up, I do want to bring up, we still have um, all of our t-shirts, flags, apparel at rpointapparel.com. Um, we actually are releasing, finally, guys, uh, what, next week, uh, next episode will be the first, right? Uh, you talking audio or? This. Yeah, this will be the first. So, guys, uh, next week, November 1st, we have uh, the official launch of the logo, the official launch of the name, and the official launch of the subject matter of the podcast that we were starting with me uh, Greg will be a, a guest on it, and then my brother Nico. It will. I'll tell you about the subject matter. Actually, it'll be video games, movies, comic books, everything, music. It'll be a culture cast. The name of it will be released next Thursday, as well as the logo. That podcast will come out the following Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's really cool. It's exciting. Um, nah, nah, Philly is the worst. Clinically proven. My PhD in fanhood, Ben. <laughs> you know, Ben Chuck. You know what? Ben, Chuck's putting his life out there. He's saying, "I'm a Philly guy. We suck. I know. I'm here to. I'm here to be a friend. Let's let's be friends with Chuck." Right. You know, Ben. I I I, uh, I appreciate your PhD in fanhood. Um, let's let's be nice to Philly people, for once. For once, well, they deserve it. Yeah. Great job on that Super Bowl, Philly. <laughs> Proud of you. Uh, but the new podcast will the name will be dropped next Thursday. The logo dropped next Thursday. We'll have those T-shirts available again. It is me, my brother Nico, hosting a culture podcast. Majority of it will be about gaming and movies. We'll have music on, uh, special guests, things like that. Greg will be a guest because we record the audio version before that mm-hmm. one. So we're gonna go all off for this announcement. Maybe pyro, maybe some confetti all over the place. All under Greg's credit card. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. All right, Greg. Let's get into the other topic that is near and dear to your heart. And Mars Jackson, if you are still here, my friend, get ready to type away. The WWE. Yep. There are two topics that I want to talk about, and then I. But but before we do that, I want to get into what are the headlines right now, Greg? What is happening? Why should I care? Is Evan Bourne back? No, Evan Bourne is not back, unfortunately. He is Born in to fly. He's in Impact Wrestling right now. Is but he that, really? Yeah, ah. yeah. He's known as Matt Side. Smoking son of a gun. He's known as Matt Seidel, which is his actual name. But that's stupid. Yeah. So the biggest headlines for WWE right now. Two of them. The first one. Roman Reigns. Ben. <laughs> Roman Reigns is unfortunate. Ah! One of the things I want to talk about. Well, you said talk about the headlines. Whatever, talk about the headlines. Sorry, one of my things is out the window. We'll get in a sentimental. 
All right, so I won't bring that up. No, no, bring it up. Talk about it now. You only bring I, it up? The only, I wanted like an update, and then we'll get into it, but that's also why we don't have production meetings. Roman Reigns has come out that for the past 11, 11 years, 11 yeah. years he has had leukemia. Mm-hmm. Now everybody feels bad for booing him. Yeah, I feel bad for booing him. No, but like honestly, on a real note, this guy has been wrestling for 11 years now while battling leukemia. He now has to take a long extended time off for his battles. It is absolutely insane. I texted Josh Elzaz. I said, hey, like, were there inklings of this? Were there hints? He said, absolutely blindsided. Yep. So I, I had no idea. Me and Josh were both blindsided by this. Um, there was some ink, there was some weird news going on the weekend, too, because he missed a couple of house shows. And then all of a sudden, he just comes out Monday and says, yeah, I have leukemia. And Insane. Yeah. Uh, he is going to take some time off. He relinquished the Universal title, and they're going to have a match at the Crown Jewel event to determine the new champion. Uh I don't know how long Reigns is going to be out for. This is literally going to be kind of like the James Conner situation where he was out for, I want to say, five months or something. He wasn't able to do any activities. Yeah. So, but no, this is bad. Like, uh, he's going to have to go through, he's going to have to go through chemo. He's going to have to go through all this hassle to even begin the process of trying to get his body back into ring shape. So, uh, it sucks. Just, yeah. Really sucks. It sucks on a guy that is at, honestly at his apex of wrestling right now. He he's, he's loved. He's getting the title shots. He's made the belt that he has representable he, again. He is literally the workhorse of that company right now. He's the guy that every house show, every TV appearance, every you know personal appearance he has yeah. to make, he's there. He is a twenty four seven company guy. He's someone that we kind of take for granted. He's not really the type of person. Well, especially that a lot of when like, when but, you talk about okay. So for anybody that's not into the indie style of wrestling, like me, who is an occasional fan that watches. Apparently, he was not originally chosen to be in the Shield, and the WWE put him in there, right? And the WWE kept trying to push him and make him the next John Cena and be the guy, and everyone booed him for it. So then his new persona was, "I'm not the good guy. I'm not the bad guy. I'm just the, the guy." guy. Yeah. And I was like, "That is awesome, right? Like, the good. I like that a lot." And from mm-hmm. that moment on, he really started going uphill. I think was that kind of the moment. Yeah, where yeah. He- I, I'd say that was kind of the moment. Uh, it, he got a lot of backlash. I mean, you kind of got to the point now where a lot of fans were booing him just for the fun of booing him. Yeah, joining the group type stuff. Yeah, so I, it, it got kind of downhill. Keaton says, I hate Dean Ambrose. I have a Dean Ambrose shirt, so that's the rest of the He does, actually, like. which is surprising. So, Well, uh, we were going to the – we were I okay. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a, a Raw show, and I wore it, and I was like, he's not even on Raw. Uh, it's okay. He's it on Raw sad. now. Well, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Yeah. We were at Roadblock. We were at Roadblock, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't on that show either, but it's wrestling. okay. Yeah, wrestling. All right, so what else in the WWE right now, Greg? Uh, this was something that I kind of touched on on a previous one. It was like the big controversy about their show uh, next Friday in... Se- I'm sorry. God! Is it the same one? <laughs> Those are literally the two points that I said, hey, Greg, I want to talk about sentimental stuff. Talk about the headlines. Those and are the headlines. I, I meant, like, who has the belts and stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Andre Fry said, shame about Dean Ambrose. What? Yeah. What? Okay. Wait, what is the shame about Dean Ambrose? Okay, you want me to talk about that? Yeah, so, I'm sorry. I don't on, know that, actually. So, on this past Monday Night Raw's edition, um, on this past Monday Night Raw's edition, after Roman Reigns decided to make his announcement about leukemia, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins had a tag team match against Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler for the Raw tag team titles. They won the match, so they're the tag team champions right now. And then after the match, Dean Ambrose attacked Seth Rollins. So he turned heel. That was lame. I I will say it was 
I think it's a brilliant idea. Why? Because it was unexpected, and you want to talk about drawing heat from a crowd. The night that Roman Reigns decides to go on a leave of absence, and Fair. then the two of them just split. Brilliant. That seems, that seems disrespectful to Roman. I guess is the thing. It's taken away from a night that was supposed to be. And I'm not a producer of WWE. I'm not a true fan of the WWE. I can say that out loud. It seems like that takes away from a night that was supposed to be about the sheet. Like, I feel like if they would have just won and he could have turned heel another night, whatever. And it's great promotion. You're right. But when it comes down to, like, Roman is out. His two shield members are tag team champions. Everyone goes home a little warm and fuzzy about a guy that has right. leukemia. You've you've essentially not kind of set up a program that's going to take you for maybe six months, possibly. Yeah, it just it, it's going to be fun though. It seems like taking advantage of a situation of like profiting on the. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe I'm I'm reading too much into it. Well, you got. You think, know what I mean? Well, the, the other thing, Dre, what do you think, man? Well, ben, there, what do you think? There's Key, a couple of things that kind of happen with this. Is that you now have a Raw show that doesn't have Reigns. They also don't have Kevin Owens anymore because he's out with double knee surgery. So you kind of have to, you kind of had to that put guys ball. in. You had to like put guys in new situations now. And Ambrose, we've never seen as a heel in probably six years. So this is going to be fun. Dre says it was genius, and my jaw, my jaw dropped. Excuse me. My jaw Them dropped. winning too, man. was expected. The heel turn was perfect in the aspect no one saw it coming. And Elias. Elias face turn. Elias's Elias. face turn was great. Pittsburgh boy, by what's the a, way. What's a face turn? So, okay, in wrestling lingo, there's these things called oh, there's ba- baby face, right. face, heel turn, heel. Yeah. Heel turn is what he what he did. So does that mean Elias was bad and then became good? Yes. How do you become good? What did he do? He smacked a guitar over the back of the acting raw general manager. Why is that good? Because the general man because <laughs> the general manager is a heel. So because he attacked a heel, he's now good. Walk with Elias. Yep. Oh, walk with nope, Elias. Nope. Stop. Okay, next oh, talk. Oh, walk with Elias. Come All on. right. Nope, we're done. All right. Wrestling's over. Greg ruined it for everybody. Whatever. Um, so let's talk a little NFL. Um, let's just – did anything surprise you about the last weekend aside from Kareem Hunt's insane run? Oh god! <laughs> I first off, I was really mad that he didn't get a touchdown on that because yeah, that Bengals would have been blow. that would have been the cherry on top of that run. I'm not even gonna read those comments, Dre, because I need Greg to focus. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, wait, let me read these comments. So Dre says, "Who wants to walk with the last?" I do. Uh, ben says, "I agree with the WWE profits off of overselling an ex- unexpected change that's never been seen before." Actually, and I do, we want to talk about the Saudi Arabia thing before. Yeah. Um, and then Eric says, "Why is that good?" crying face i just asking the questions it man. Just, is. just a guy so actually before we break off into the nfl i do want to touch base because we did push it off for a second mm-hmm. um the wwe is doing a wrestling match in saudi arabia yes which is the country that killed one of our reporters yeah still under investigation obviously mm-hmm. but they have come out and said that this okay so i'm not calling for the wwe to be the like staple point of correction in the world. I'm not either. This was such an easy, easy thing to do to gain favor. Yeah. This was so easy to just say, we don't do that or we're done or whatever. But does money mean like, wow. It's, it's, wow. I understand. Like I, I'm mixed on it too, because first off the, the whole deal was that they signed at the very beginning of the year. It's a 10 year, $450 million contract that they signed to put events on 
each year. I actually didn't know that the event was going to happen months ago until they decided to make the random announcements. So that's one thing. It's a big deal when this happens, man. And the problem is, is that you're in this weird, you're in this weird scenario where you either have to be favorable to your country and lose a lot of money or commit to your contractual obligation but yet be that vilified makes more by sense the country. that there's a giant contract. There's a giant contract. Shut up, Z. The Bengals are four and three. Bengals are butt, Keaton. Mm. Bengals are butt. So, but like, it's this weird thing, though. So, like, what do you do? If you're in a contract, you kind of should abide by it. It's almost like attorney client privilege. Like, you can represent a client that did we a need bad to get thing. We lights in here. Yeah, we do. Especially. Can you wh- point that one at us, Greg? Which one? The lower one? The little one, yeah. The big one. Yeah. You can't on. move that. So. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I agree with you, Greg. And and Greg will obviously be back. Sorry, he just makes it a lot easier to point it down. Wow, that is so bright. Right above our heads would be perfect. Right there is fine. That's perfect. Wow, that went in my eyes. That's not your fault. Um, no, I agree. The contract obviously comes down to, like, you sign this, you do this. In light of things, you can't give up $450 million. No, you can't. It's doing a lot but of other things But what an easy, like, we are America thing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's just sucks though because if it's almost kind of like the same thing where I was talking about if you're an attorney for a for like someone who clearly did a bad thing like I don't not a serial killer but maybe someone who defrauded Kardashian. yeah for someone who like defrauded a bunch of people it is your job because you're legally binded to help this person because it's your job you have to do it you regardless of if the person is good or not it's just what you have to do. I'm not defending them because personally, I would have canceled the event. But at the same time, though, I understand their reasoning because they're kind of stuck. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's move on a little bit. Uh, Votash, nice shirt, Greg. Vo? Thanks, Vo. From our point of peril, obviously. uh, In here to make sure we are repping enough things. Two is the minimum, so here we go. Shout out to Barrowman for joining in. Guys, if you want a Pittsburgh photographer that is not from Pittsburgh that actually does the work that you traditionally see from pittsburgh guys that is not lazy check out andrew Barryman photography just want to throw that out there a friend of mine uh, my mom actually just bought a print today um they are comparable to david Cello, which anyone knows the name uh andrew Barryman photography make sure you check it out by the prince he's doing a shot raw pittsburgh coming up here soon uh feel free to dm me with info i will obviously be there just another creative doing creative things in Pittsburgh. Ben says, for Shout NFL out. talk, who will, should be the next coach for the Cowboys? There's been a lot of talk of Urban Meyer, but that ain't it, Chief. Let's start no. there. So let's start there in a sense, Ben. We'll get to your question. I want to ask the simple question. Was Amari Cooper worth a first-round pick? We discussed this because it's weird because if you look at his contract situation, he's on a cheap deal. So in a weird way. Four years, 22 mil. So in a weird way, yes, because he's still on his rookie deal. Yep. So based on that, yes, but based on his production, no. No, he's 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 been like his best years were being the second receiver to Crabtree, and he has a game where he'll go off for three touchdowns and do twenty-two yards, and then a game where he has one catch for four yards and fifteen thrown at him, and he can't. He, I don't know why he can't catch the ball. What it does come down to, though. One of my favorite things that has happened this NFL season was Jason Garrett was asked why he didn't go on at fourth and one. He said it was a long one. Uh, Shane McVay, McVay was asked why basically he Sh- went for it. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. 
whatever. Shh yeah. McBay mm. was asked why he went for it. And he said, because I'm not scared to lose. The mentality there is so different. Jerry Jones wanted a coach that basically would just be like, yeah, Mr. Jones, you got it. Like, not a real coach. I don't think Jason Garrett is a great coach. I don't. It just is what it is. Um, I also think there's something to be said that basically, I don't know how good of a quarterback Des Bryant, or not Des Bryant. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is because of the decline of Des Bryant. Like, they bring in Amari Cooper, and that's going to be great. But I don't know how good Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott looked amazing his rookie year because of his ability to move as an athlete and because of Zeke. Mm -hmm. His second year, he looked down, and everyone blamed it on Zeke being hurt. And granted, when you have a running back that is a generational-type running back like Zeke, your day job gets a lot easier. I don't know if Cooper is going to flourish in in Dallas, and I think this trade was their last attempt to give Jason Garrett a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think looking good. at it, it, Cooper's not in the best situation for him because I think Cooper would excel in a more prolific, you know, pocket, pocket passer type. First and foremost, I mean, I am too. Oakland's just Oakland is just a mess it's right a fire now. Fire sale, same as the Giants, man. Yeah, I wanted to get into that afterwards, but yeah. looking at this, I just don't think it's the right fit for him because. Do they need a number one receiver? Yes. The the Dallas Cowboys need a one re- number one receiver really, really badly. But They thought it'd be Hearns. They thought it'd be Gallup. Just right. wasn't. But, but Dak is just one of those guys that he's not going to stay in the pocket and try to weave out his progressions and then eventually try to go downfield to yeah. go for Cooper. He's one of those guys that tries to ironically either extend plays or he scrambles out of the pocket. You don't think about it, but if you look at him, he's a bigger type of athlete that will try to extend the play. So, so it's just a weird fit for them. Yeah. Keaton says, the NFL uh, just fired the ref in the Chargers game. They missed the false start. Uh, we won't talk about that too much, but yes, there was an absolute false start. Yeah. Um, completely missed. Should have happened. I 100% agree with it. I don't think he should. He should have been on some kind of leave because there's been worse things called. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. Dre says, I don't know if it matters how much Dak or – how good Dak is, excuse me, if Jerry likes Zeke, he's safe, honestly, because it's Jerry's way or the highway. It is, which well, is It crap. is, absolutely, but I, Zeke is going nowhere. Zeke is a generational back. Right. My point with, with saying that Zeke is the reason Dak is good is that Dak is their now their quarterback. When Tony Romo was not the quarterback of the Cowboys anymore, Des Bryant arguably came inefficient and useless. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, Des Bryant can still catch a football. Um, ben says they should sign Des. Uh, I mean Dak, not Zeke. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Dre meant to say if Jerry likes Dak, he's safe. Agreed there. It's just one of those things where you look at it and you're really, really kind of uh, confused. All right, I do want to talk one more thing with you real quick, Greg. Um, tonight's game, let's touch on that real quick because we got about 12 minutes left and I want to mm-hmm. get to your draft. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about we tonight's all- game unless anyone else wants to throw in the comments something else we can talk about. Chris says, which is why Jason Garrett is still there. Jerry loves him despite consistently underachieving. Absolutely, because he cups his balls in the stall. Hmm. Before we get to that, I wanted to say I'm very excited for this upcoming trade deadline this week in the NFL because I think this is going to be one of the craziest deadlines we've too. seen in a long time because if you look at it, we talked about this fire the, sales the You're giants right. the, the giants. giants fire sale they traded snacks they traded snacks i just wanted to say I, I miss i love snacks and he's in a good situation putting him on that d-line in uh in detroit that's a good fit for him the one that really surprised me they gave up really quick on eli apple but i understand though because there was always that talk last year about him being kind of uh i couldn't stand that talk yeah they got his a, mom cooks for him yeah he got a fourth his mom's his agent they got a fourth and a seventh round pick for him so i mean props to them but 
Yeah. He's a good corner. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. He's a, he doesn't have to be the number one corner in New Orleans either because yeah. they, they have Lattimore, so it's a, it's a good fit for and him. And they have uh, the gentleman that blew the miracle in Minnesota. Yeah. If I can get somebody to look that up. What is the corner or safety? I think it might have been Mar- safety. Marcus Gilbert. Oh, okay, thank you. You didn't know. You yeah. gave it a look like you didn't know. <laughs> All right, well, mm-hmm. they have a decent secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, it's the funny thing about fire sales because the Raiders right now are doing a fire sale where they basically, uh, a tweet came out, and it was very funny, D-card of the Jags. I actually don't hate that, Keaton. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that the Raiders are going to get rid of everyone. They signed Gruden to a long-term deal. They are going to get rid of every person that means anything to that team, which is so, Marcus Williams, so, thank you. Sorry. So, Marcus Williams, thank you, Dre. Yeah. So disappointing and so terrible, considering the fact that you are gutting a team from Oakland, taking them to L.A. based on money alone, not even a fan base. You are removing every exciting factor from this team because Marshawn Lynch is not with the team when they leave. You know what no, I mean? No, like, no chance. None of the, like. I mean, there was not a thing about this team that is exciting. It's Las Vegas, not Los Angeles. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't even know I said Los Angeles. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, Las Vegas. But what I'm saying is though, you give me Mac. Cooper Carr, I'm buying season tickets in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You give me, uh, trying to think of their Dre, their backup played at Michigan State. Connor, Connor Cook. Cook, Connor Cook, DeAndre Washington, Seth Roberts. That is what is coming now. <sighs> it's pathetic. It's seriously. It's it's honestly the. I will stand by this statement to the day I die. I love John Gruden as a man, as a blah, 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 blah. What's up, Chef Kevin? I like John Gruden. There is not a reason in hell Jack Del Rio should have been fired. Jack Del Rio was a serviceable coach that was doing just as fine. To bring in Gruden when you finally find a quarterback that was slept on by every team in the NFL, you finally find a receiver who, yeah, Cooper kind of is a POS sometimes, but you put him with Crabtree, he does well. And you finally find a once-in-a-generation linebacker, and defensive line player in Khalil Mack, and you just trade him. You that was that was the steal of the century for me for the Bears because they don't. It doesn't come down to what they gave up. It comes down to the fact that they now have a staple point for that defense yeah. for like, five it's years. Insane. for five years. So stupid. Yeah, like John John Gruden. Keaton, can, trust the process is a very different statement when there's no analytical mind. John Gruden is not an analytical mind. He's not drafting. He's picking up all these picks and he wants to go back to old style football. I don't trust the process when it ruins an entire organization that is being gutted from their city and taken away for money purposes. I will say this. Reggie McKenzie is at least someone that I can trust to help rebuild that team. But if you get rid of Reggie McKenzie and rely on John Gruden to be the one to do that, I'm not trusting him. Yeah, I'm not. Because... It boggles my mind that we had a Raider team that should have gone to the AFC title game if Derek Carr did not get injured. Yeah. If Derek Carr did not get injured, they had a very good shot at getting to the Super Bowl. But because of this, that started the free fall, and now all of a sudden Jack Del Rio became a scapegoat. Ben says uh, Del Rio wasn't getting enough time to develop that team. Agreed. Chuck says they valued a coach over the players. That is it, Chuck. That literally, they are saying that, and honestly, guys, what it comes down to, I'm not even kidding, is because of John Gruden's show— John Gruden's popularity and John Gruden's one Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. That is why he got the it, that is literally why he got the job cuz it will sell tickets when he moves to Vegas. That is it. I am telling you right now, it is because of the show because Barstool loves him, makes him funny. I'm like I'm not even BSing. Barstool got him that job in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not because he's a great coach. He hasn't coached since he was with the Bucks and he won a ring off someone else's team. He is not that good of a coach back in the day. Without that ring, he is single he is compared to Nick Saban in the NFL. Yeah. Like seriously, it's mind-boggling. There is a reason he is the president of the Fired Football Coaches Association. 
There's that a reason. alone should worry everybody. There's a reason. God, get off this topic. All right, yes. so tonight, who do you got to win? We have six minutes of the show. We're going to get to this draft in a minute. Who's winning tonight, Greg? Uh, I'm going Texans. I have to because they're on a roll right now. Deshaun Watson looks like he's playing great, and I don't know what to even make of the Dolphins. I don't like Brock Osweiler. I think he got lucky against the Bears, so it's like – yeah. I'm going Texans as well. Oh, uh, I do want to get to two more. Uh, sorry. No, no. I was gonna say like I don't even know what to make of the Dolphins, so I'm not even gonna yeah. try to bother picking. They're Although, a wild card, man. Jakeem Grant, sleeper fantasy option because because he's St- their only option. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny Stills and Albert Wilson are both injured. They need a receiver to throw so, it to. Uh, so late sleeper pick in fantasy, Jakeem Grant. Eric Sid Sal Sig Sal Sid Sal Matthew says Derek Carr crying sign of weakness or professional. Or passionate athlete, excuse me. Oh, the is Twitter crying thing? in sports acceptable outside of losing a championship? Chuck says ten year contract is Chuck, ten year contract is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Eric, he was crying because of an injury. And if you lose a locker room for crying over an injury, then screw that locker room, dude. Are you talking about when he was crying when he broke his leg? No, no, no. This was this year. He hurt his wrist or something, and apparently there were pictures of him like tearing up, and apparently he lost the locker room. Trust me. Oh, he that didn't lose locker, the locker room. room was way lost before the start of the season. That locker room was lost when Jack Del Rio left. Yep. That locker room was more lost when Khalil Mack left. That locker room is hurting. When he broke his leg, he tried to stand up because he wanted to continue the play. Dude, no, this was not about I know, the leg I know, at all. I this know, but I'm season. saying, but I'm saying, like he, you cannot lose a locker room from Derek Carr being injured if he tried to play with a broken oh, leg. Right, I'm sorry, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Derek Carr being hurt would not lose the locker room. No, like and that. it's, it's no the way. whole argument of like you look at like. Uh, you put pictures of Brady and you put pictures of Odell next to each other, and you're like, one's passionate and one's a loose cannon. No, guys, nobody can fathom the emotion that goes on in an NFL field other than the NFL players. And if the, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, Odell, he punched a kicking. I don't care about that. What's he doing on, like, what's he doing on the field? Like, stop watching them on the sideline. Yeah, like AB punches a water cooler. Sean Rodriguez fought a water cooler. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's funny and stuff. But it's so hard to just keep your emotions in unless you're a a mindless robot like Tim Duncan. All right, so let's get to this draft, Greg. You thought of it, so explain to everybody what the draft is. Okay, so big news that happened this week in the world of sports and the world of MMA was the fact that the first ever trade in MMA occurred. The UFC flyweight Demetrius Johnson and 1FC welterweight ben askren are switching promotions essentially the only way that this could happen was the organizations agreed to release each of them from their contracts so that they can sign new contracts with the opposite promotion it is going down as probably one of the weirdest things that could ever happen in mma and it's now a game changer essentially because you could see a lot of this happening moving forward game changer game changer so we are doing a draft now where we would pick any sports organization would be MLB, NBA, NHL, or something like that. And we're going to pick two players that we want switched as a trade. First or next two, Greg? Uh, I will go first. All right. What is your first? Uh, just because I thought of this, I'm going to say Clayton Kershaw and Jared Goff switch places. So Why Goff, out of curiosity? I just, did he play baseball? Yeah, I, I believe he did. I'm sure he did, but I didn't know if you knew. Also, just kind of because I, I think it would be interesting taking a lefty out of that rotation and putting a righty like Jared Goff in there. It just kind of works for me. I think it's the L.A. stuff. So Clayton Kershaw is now the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, and Jared Goff is the new starting pitcher for the L.A. Dodgers. Cool. Do they have to be positional? Yes. Because yeah, it has to be. Yeah, because you have to trade. position this guy played. 
Who is it? I'm not gonna tell you. I was gonna no, say. Not screwed. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take him. I'm gonna trade from. I, I get the next two picks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna trade Russell Wilson. Okay. For Aaron Judge. Okay, so quarterback for a right fielder. Okay. Because I feel like Judge would be a good. I don't know. Judge is a Judge, Judge is huge. He's yeah. Like six, I feel like he has to throw a pigskin. Six six. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like he just has to. And also, you kind of lucked out too because Russell Wilson played baseball. Got drafted by the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Fourth rounder, actually. Yep. Um, all right. So the next one I got, I'm going to go with. Um, oh, that one's way too easy. Who can I pick? Baseball and football is fun. That's an easy one. It is. Um, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go baseball, football. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Who was drafted. His dad played pro. Um, and I'm going to. Tra- who would be a good quarterback? I'm going to go. Ooh, I need to be a pitcher, obviously. Yeah. Keaton, stop commenting. Picks. <laughs> Those are good picks. That's, that's actually a really good one. Um, no, I'm going to go with the pitcher. I'm going to go with... Uh, what's his name? Um, Who is it? Let me help you. Do you know what team? No. <laughs> okay. I don't know what team he's on. Now. So, uh, for the sake of just moving this along, I'm going to go Chris Sale. Okay, Red Sox. Okay. Well, no, that yeah. was not the guy I'm thinking of. That's for the sake of it. I'm going Chris. Oh, you're for I the knew sake. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, thank right. you though. Uh, your second pick, buddy. Okay. Uh, for me, I am going to trade Julio Jones for. <laughs> it doesn't work because I don't think he's fast, but I think size-wise it works. Anthony Davis. Doesn't work at all. I, I just size wise, <laughs> size wise it works, but like for the speed it doesn't work. Keaton, I'm gonna take your one because I am changing the other aspect of it though. Okay, go ahead. I am going um, because of you know Cleveland and what it is. I'm going LeBron James for David Njoku. Okay, so David Njoku is the new power forward for the Lakers. I like yep. that. I like that. Okay. And LeBron James is the tight end for Cleveland, and I basically just want him back on Cleveland. That's all it comes down to. I'm going to stay with the Cleveland aspect just because these two are actually good friends in real life. I'm going to trade Baker Mayfield for Christian Yelich. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, because they're friends Did in Baker, real life. I wonder if Baker played baseball. I feel like he, I feel like every I athlete feel like played every, multiple sports and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like everyone played baseball at least at one point in their real life. I got a soccer one coming up that I think you'll like. I'm going to go... I'm going to go oh, – this is more just funny. I'm going to go Steve Nash. you got to give this to me in a little bit. Okay. Um, wait, hold on. <laughs> Keaton said LeBron to the Chargers, Gates to Los Angeles. I don't hate that except for the fact that I don't think Gates can walk anymore. Dre <laughs> said LeBron couldn't wash and joke his jockstrap. Wow. And Keaton says, but Gates played basketball. Gates did play basketball. There's a lot he of did. But I don't think Gates can walk normally anymore. Mm-hmm. He's been playing a lot. Um, I, I, no, I'm not going to go. Let's go active players. I'm not going to go Steve Nash. Let's yeah. go active players. Um, the only reason I liked him is because he played pro soccer for a little bit. Um, he's actually an insane soccer player. Okay. Which is awesome. But break away from that. Let's go. What sports haven't we done yet? We've done obviously baseball, football. We did basketball, baseball, basketball. Yeah. What are we missing? We're missing hockey. Yeah. We got hockey. We got I don't soccer. Know anything about hockey players, but I know some are good at ho- or soccer. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm gonna go Sid. Okay. Sidney Crosby. For I wonder if he's good at hockey. I'm gonna go with Polishik. He's from Middle Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Christian Polishik grew up in Hershey. Has to have played hockey. Yeah, just doing it. That's not bad. 
All right, for me. Okay, for me, they play two similar positions in goalie. I'm going to say David De Gea for Henrik Lundqvist. I don't think De Gea would be good at hockey. I mean, (laughs) his whole idea, he's blocking a net, and he is, it's a smaller net. So, I mean, it could probably work out when you think about it. I don't hate that. Um, All right, the next one I'm going to do, I wish, man. Calvin Johnson was still playing. I'd put him in basketball. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to go. I'm trying to think of a fast outfielder. A fast outfielder? Yeah. Like, um, just give me a name. Who's a fast baseball outfielder? Oh, Billy Hamilton. Okay. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins for Billy Hamilton. Ooh, okay. I like that. Because I feel like Hopkins can catch anything. And I need Hamilton to be able to run. Oh, wait. Hamilton is on the Texans? No, the Reds. Cincinnati Reds. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Whatever. No, he's he's the guy that he's always leads the league in stolen bases every year. So I do know him. Mm-hmm. Yay, me. What's your last pick, buddy? <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, this is a weird one. I'm going to say Paul Pogba, and I'm doing this because of footwork, for Antonio Brown. I feel like AB would be good at soccer. I feel like he would, too. He's he, he's good at route running. He takes pride in his craft. I think the footwork would work for him. All right, guys. Hey, thank you again. Let me run through some things here. Uh, two beers deep. This is the video live every Thursday night from 6 to 7, a little bit over now today. Our point apparel is the flag shirts, hats, everything, coffee mugs. Please let us know if you want anything. Uh, we put the orders in when they come. I do not order anything if they're not ordered. Uh, next Thursday, we will have the release of the new logo and the release of the new name. And we'll get Nico in if we can, but I doubt he'll be able to come in for the show. With pomp um, and circumstance, by the way. Yes, whatever you said. Uh, Chad Johnson is good at soccer. Yeah, Keaton, we stuck to... Um, active players right now because you know that yeah just easier but agreed chad johnson is very good at soccer trying for the mls store and the i trade uh, chad johnson for chad otrasenko in a heartbeat is there another chad johnson i don't know i'm just saying okay um <laughs> guys so our point apparel please check out all the clothing and everything obviously we don't it all goes to the company and it's a good cause um because votash needs some work and needs things to do he needs money he's too a big bum yeah um no guys but we'll name the uh culture cast coming up here soon we'll give you guys the name the logo it is all ready to go very excited about that i'll have a shirt of that hopefully by next week we'll talk to much about that um yeah that's it guys again iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM. We have two episodes dropping each week, as well as the another podcast starting here soon. So thank you guys very much. Watch Greg while I turn off the camera. We just spent an entire podcast talking about baseball and wrestling, just saying, so I'm slowly taking over. <laughs> and we're out. That was good. Yeah, we did spend a lot of time talking about baseball. Yeah. That was fun. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what's up? Like, long time to talk. I don't know.